So G-Rex, you are about to begin a new chapter in life. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're going through right now? Yeah, so I um, decided to go ahead and take an early retirement from my career of 15 years. Um, a lot bittersweet, uh, probably added to a ton of my depression. Um, didn't think it would. It should be an, a happy occasion, but it's uh, it's kind of scary because I'm so used to like uh, waking up every morning, feeding the cats, be a badass, go upstairs, take a nap, eat some lunch, be a badass, go hang out with my wife. So come 4-11, that all changes for me. And um, trying to kind of figure out what I'm going to do with my life after a really awesome career. Lots of really cool stuff happened in that 15 years. A lot of laughter. A lot of things happened to me that probably wouldn't have happened at any other company. I had a coworker try and sell my car on my 50th birthday. Which is awesome. Uh, we, it love, was awesome. we love her. She needs to come and, and be on this podcast. And she does. Her she needs to come and be like a special guest. On that day, I probably had like 50 people reach out to me and call me about my car to see if it was still for sale. <laughs> I was like, my car's not for fucking sale. Uh, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm looking at it. So I go down at lunch and I can see that in big pink like a window marker is my phone number. They were selling my car for like $8,900 <laughs> quick sale. I'm like, what the fuck? And like, nobody would fess up to it. It, it didn't, they didn't fess up until like later that day. And then um, another time in the office, I uh, was choking on a taco and like everybody <laughs> thought I was faking it. And I was like literally turning blue. I'm like, and like nobody would come over. Finally, somebody came over and did the Heimlich on me and like spin up taco really? all over my uh, like the yeah. actual Heimlich. The actual Heimlich, like no spit up half shit. the taco on somebody's monitor. Holy shit! Wow. There's a there was another time that when it was like okay to drink in the office, we. Uh, <laughs> well, now it's okay because we work from home. So now we work from home. Yeah. Just a different but, setting. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. But we were drinking coffee, and I'd had a cold or something, and I took a big swig of this coffee, and it had some butter pecan in it, mm. butter pecan whiskey. And I, as it was going down, a cough was coming up, and I literally <laughs> sprayed over all three monitors. Like, it smelled like butter pecan liquor for, like, a week. Damn. Laughing. Literally. Literally, like, tears in my eyes. I, I couldn't stop laughing. Is that what brought the ants in? That is what brought the ants in. <laughs> like, we must have had 40 fucking ant traps, and they'd all skirt around it, right? So you could put down that, like, sugary shit to attract them. Mm. And they're like, nope, motherfucker. Um, but here, let me get into your candy drawer instead. <laughs> do you remember the candy drawer? I do. The one that we had? I do. I do remember it. I also remember... To go back to the ants, because there's a really funny story, which I don't know if you knew. When you moved from one of those desks, the person that uh, put your car up for sale sat there one day 
And she like went to like go get a cup of coffee or something. She came back up and there was she was typing on her keyboard and all these ants just kept coming out. And she was like, what is going on? Where are these ants coming from? I'm like, just burn it. Just burn everything in this in this cubicle. She literally lifted up her keyboard, flipped it upside down, shook it and just sugar ants just fell out of her keyboard. <laughs> so I don't know if you did that intentionally, but... That could have been um, from me eating Pop-Tarts over my my keyboard because, you know, <laughs> why have healthy snacks in the office when you can have Pop-Tarts, Twizzlers, <laughs> Mike and Ike's, red, um, Hot Tamales. Right. It, you know, it was just easier. We're not just born looking like this. We work hard to look like this. <laughs> we do. I think the other cool thing, too, was... When we were sitting on the um, bottom floor and I turned my um, cubicle into a house. Yes. So put up the um, hurricane plexiglass um, roof on my um, cubicle. Yeah. Put up some curtains. I had a little salt lamp in there. It looked like a little massage parlor. Had a bottle of bourbon in my drawer. Which is how I heard of you and when I first met you. So G-Rex is taking this early retirement But if we could rewind, when I started my career at this company, she was, I had heard about her before I ever met her. And I was in my cubicle and I kind of knew that there was a house that existed in that row of desks. (laughs) But like she said, she had a curtain. So I never really knew what existed inside of that area. I just sort of was like, oh, there's something, something is happening in there and the curtains closed. I'm not going to open it up. Anyways, fast forward. You came over to introduce yourself, offered, you know, your expertise in things, and we just sort of clicked, and I bugged you from then on. But yes, your cubicle had a roof, it had a curtain, had a salt lamp. I swear that there was a Christmas tree in there. There was. And you had, like, a drawer of goodies. I did. I had, it was like grandma's cookie drawer, candy drawer, booze drawer, had everything in there. It was like just a home away from home but what's also nice about it is like my allergies were really bad on that floor like i don't know if they ever clean the carpets no or clean the air filters <laughs> no nope. because i was dying every single day and i would like i would like sit in there and instead of going out to my car at lunch and taking a nap i would take a nap in my cubicle and nobody would know any different because i would just draw my little curtain yeah there was yeah we couldn't see couldn't see. Well, oh, I had a heater in there too because remember how cold that office was? Yep. It was yep. freezing. Yeah, it was cold, and and they they for sure never cleaned the vents because we would come back from the weekend and have to like wipe our desk off. You remember? Yeah, it it nasty, so nasty. Yeah. But like the other part of of like leaving is I'm I kind of feel like I'm leaving all my friends. I've made some amazing friends in the last fifteen years, and. The other thing is I'm kind of a subject matter expert in our field. It, it's it's hard to kind of, it's hard to walk away from that. And I feel like I have a little bit of imposter syndrome. And over the last, I think like since December, it's been even harder because now that they've hired somebody to replace me, it's somebody that I actually trained to do my job. I kind of feel like I've been like left out in the dark. That really that led to a, a lot of the of what happened on Christmas Day is like I would sit around for eight hours and do nothing. So like one lesson that maybe people can take away from this is if you're going to take an early retirement or you're thinking about, you know, retiring and you have a set date, 
talk to your managers. Make sure you have something to do for those eight hours a day because otherwise you just end up sitting in your head and it's no good for anybody. It it makes you really not give a fuck about anything. Like yeah. I, there were days that I had zero fucks to give. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, knowing that you're, I mean, counting down your days, right? But still trying to find the passion and the joy in doing that without being sad about it, you know? Yeah, it it's sad, but it's happy at the same time because I'm still being, I'm still able to laugh, right? So you and I start our day every day with laughter, except for the last two days. And I can tell that we didn't start our day with laughter because at the end of those two days, we were bitter and bitchy <laughs> and hated everybody. And I think that that's that's the thing that I, I'll miss too is like I started every day with laughter. And that just that sets the tone for the day, right? So my serotonin's high, kind of like in the groove. I'm kind of helping people. Um, but at the same time, like I have the ability to like not give a fuck also, because at the end of the day, like on 411, it's not gonna affect me one way or the other. It'll affect the team that I support, who I love dearly and would do anything for and it's you know in like our our partners in development and other parts of the company i've you know i've been able to kind of help people grow their career you know there are a lot of people that didn't know what they wanted to do and i gave them some suggestions yeah you mentored you mentored more than one person there i mean being there for 15 years taking people under your wing teaching them the things you knew we've learned a lot from you in your time there so now that you mentioned like you struggled with it on Christmas, what sort of things helped you kind of get out of that funky headspace in case there's anybody else feeling the same way? One of the things I did um, is I started um, therapy, which is tremendously helpful, right? So now I can get out of my headspace. I also approached my management team and said that I needed something to do, whether it was a passion project or something else that would help the team or help the company, like writing some documentation, anything to kind of get out of my head. I also started going to the gym. I go to the gym six days a week now. And I don't go to work out to like get muscle mass or lose weight. I just go to get out of my headspace mm-hmm. and laughter. I find that if I can laugh for half an hour a day, that sets the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. Because no matter what kind of crap is going on, that's 30 minutes that my head, that the merry-go-round actually stops. Yeah. And I'm focusing on like this never-ending story of bullshit that we're talking about. And a lot of it's just stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, the stress definitely comes from. Well, yeah. I mean, the stress I think for us at least comes from we love what we do. Like we love the the goal of it all, right? Like we want to help. And so when somebody that you need to have that same passion doesn't, then it gets frustrating. And that's usually when we'll call each other <laughs> to be Su- super frustrating, right? Because we work in the um, customer service industry and like, you need to be passionate about what you do. Okay. I, I get it. The customer's not always right, but you know, they're supposed to be right, but you need to be able to see past that and like put on your big boy pants, big girl pants and just do your job. And I think that's that's kind of frustrating to me that we don't there's a lot of people within the company that don't have that same kind of passion and 
in order to be in customer service, I almost think you, that's got to be a requirement. But you have to be somewhat passionate about it. I think the other thing that helped me too is I, I started writing, kind of keeping a journal of like my day-to-day stuff because I, I'm super hard on myself. I'm, I'm super humble, right? Like, so somebody will say, oh, you're, so, you know, if I was in a foxhole, I'd want you to be there because you would be, you know, I would feel safe. I, you would make me laugh. You know, you're really, you have a really good heart. I don't see any of that. And there's days like I feel like I don't get shit done. So now I start writing the things that I actually got done during the day. Oh, nice. And I can look back and say, oh, you know what? I actually did some work today. So it's the opposite of a to-do list. It's the the done list. The done list, right? Oh and so that's another thing you can do is you can do your done list. You know, I used to do a to-do list uh, when my day was a lot busier. But now I do, oh, I this is my done list. Look, I wrote some training stuff. I sent an email. I solved a world crisis. But, you know, also being able to go back and reflect on where you are now. For me, I'm at the very end of my career. I probably only have about three years of work left. So the one thing that I would suggest to anybody is if you have a chance to be a mentor and help and help be somebody's hero, mm-hmm. do it because it's super rewarding. Have you ever thought about putting like a timeline, like literally drawing out a timeline, like the day you started to your last day and like the peaks throughout the years? You know, I, I probably should do that. Um, one of, So there was another really cool thing ha- that happened to me. I went to our customers um, conference in 20, 2019 and I got Alliance's Peep of the Year. Yeah. Um, completely surprised completely caught me off guard it truly was the highlight of my career i feel like that would be like a nice button for you like to just wrap it up yeah what was great is i got this awesome bottle of bourbon a bottle of angel's envy that was engraved still have the bottle haven't opened it up yet i probably should one of these days maybe your last day because it's perfectly good bourbon (laughs) yeah maybe your last day because i'm just like hearing your journey at this company that you're walking away from after 15 years and there's so many memorable moments like I wasn't there for the Halloween where everybody dressed up as you so awesome that was the (laughs) best Halloween ever the very best that's when I was the old man yeah it's the most irreverent old man ever yeah it was fantastic I it truly was my alter ego and I won like I won second place in the the costume contest. I won like five hundred bucks. It was amazing. Like I think it would be such a nice way to reflect on your journey. You'd have it forever. Like besides your memories, like you could put it in your office. So when you do whatever you do next, like you have like this timeline of like, wow, these are all the things I accomplished in my fifteen years. Because like you've mentioned a couple of times when we've talked about this that you don't really see what other people see. Like, you know, you've done big things, you know, that like awesome stuff has happened, but to actually sit down, think about it, write it out and then have that as a reference to reflect on, I think would be, I think you would shock yourself all those little stories that or moments that you would have. I think that would be really cool. The other cool thing that I remember is when I hit um, 10 years, I actually sent an email out to everybody that helped me get to that point. And thank them. And I got these really amazing emails back from people, you know, talking about 
what I've done for them and how it helped their career. And I can actually say they they made me cry. Mm. The same thing when I asked for recommendations on LinkedIn. The the stuff that people wrote, it it, it still amazes me. Like 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 I said before, I don't see myself as that. Yeah. As that person, I'm an irreverent little fucker <laughs> on any given day. And um it's it's very humbling to me. But I want to be remembered for my laughter. Yeah. Um, because I caused so many people to laugh and just literally like wet their pants. Um yes. just from the stupid shit. All right. So we we kind of dived in a little bit about where you were at mentally when this decision was made for you, kind of how you got out of your headspace to sort of help improve your mood. Um, we, I don't think we've ever talked about, I mean, I know the story, but for the people listening, what brought you to making that decision? Like, what was the deciding moment for you where you thought, you know what, I am going to take this opportunity because it wasn't forced for sure. You had the option to I did. go for it or step away. So there had to have been something inside of you that was like, I'm ready. So the week before the email came out, I was sitting at my desk. There was a bunch of shit going on. I'm like, you know what? I just need to win the fucking lottery. And then poof, on Tuesday, that email <laughs> showed up. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. So like I wanted to sign off on it right away. But I, you know, I talked to my wife. I talked to my financial planner. Um, I talked to a former colleague and they're like, you know, you're a fool if you if you just if you don't do this. Right. Because you're going to be walking away from a ton of money. I was going to leave at the end of this year anyway, but now I get to leave with a ton of money. But I think that the biggest thing is, is um, I want to spend time with my wife. Uh, we've been together for 28 years Ooh. and I wanted to do some more traveling and um, kind of take a step back uh, a little slower pace, just kind of see the world. If COVID taught me anything is like, I, I don't want to wait until tomorrow to, to do the things that I've been promising my wife for years. So I knew that we wanted to go to Europe. So now we are going to go to Europe for three weeks in May. I'm super excited about that. I'm going to do some traveling. Plus, the, the, the fact is I'm turning 60 this year. Um, how I made it this far in life is um, amazes me <laughs> and several other people. Yeah. <laughs> Questionable life, cho- life choices. <laughs> major life choices. Um, But it was time. And I knew that if I retired, the person that I had been mentoring for a year would get a promotion. Somebody that really deserved it, super passionate about what they do. They are me 20 years ago, just a whole lot less jaded. I'm super (laughs) jaded now. (laughs) Like, if, if you want an honest opinion about anything now, just come to me because I don't sugarcoat it anymore. You've seen it all. You've literally seen the lifespan of a company start, change, and I mean, yeah. How could you not be a little jaded? I I'm super jaded. Somebody some of the other somebody the other day said, I don't know if I want to come to you for advice anymore because I'm not sure if it's like real real good advice or if it's um super sarcastic. Um if you do come to me for advice, I will do my best to not make it sarcastic. Because I do have other people's best interest at heart. A lot of people don't have this opportunity to, like, retire, just kind of walk away from a career. It was, at the time, it wasn't a hard decision. But as it started weighing on me and things that were going on 
outside of that made it a little harder than I thought it would be. But I, I know that for the people that are taking over for me, they're going to take that legacy that I built and they're going to make it a thousand times better, right? And that they are so much more passionate than I am. Really go get her out at attitude. For me, there are days where I just, I don't give a fuck, right? Like, I don't care if the world blows up. I still have to, I have to have enough care in me to make sure that the people that are around me are taken care of, that they have the tools that they need to get the job done. They have the knowledge to get it done. And that at least at the end of the day, our customers are taken care of. And I, I, to me, that's super important. So as much as I don't really give a fuck, I mean, I still give a, maybe a teeny tiny fuck um, about the people that, that I've surrounded myself with. Right. So I have amazing, amazing teammates. They make my life better. Yeah. They've made me who I am. And without them, I, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. And it's just, you know, life is fucking short, you know, do something that makes you happy. And if your your job's not fucking making you happy, like move on, like write a book, do a yeah. podcast, laugh, go out and, you know, go out and find your fucking happy because, you know, you live once. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's such a good message to sort of end on. Um, what's next? What's next for G-Rex? So what's next for G-Rex? Uh, well, on 4-11, I'm going to be with friends. Um, Y'all are going to get some text messages from me because I'm day drinking all day, starting at like 9 a.m. Yeah, you got to be careful. got to be careful. Yeah, well, that'll be in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> why we need to be careful, okay? Because there's some, some tips around that. Um, and then I am going to be in Florida for my last hurrah. Um, as my wife calls it, it's my drinking vacation. I'm going to fly down from New York to Florida and then uh, drive back to New York. I'm going to stop and see my aunt and uncle on the way and a couple of friends up the coast. I'm home for about three days and then we get on a plane and leave for for Europe. We'll be gone, leave on the 28th of April and come back on like the 17th of May. I love that. Where are you you, uh, going? So we're going to be in Paris, um, Reims, Florence, Athens. uh, Santorini and Mykonos. That's awesome. So you're already, so you're literally accomplishing what you set out to accomplish with this change in your life. You're not wasting any time. You're jumping into it. I think that's great. Jumping into that. Then I have um, about 10 10 weeks free. Um, I already signed uh, an offer with another company. So I start that on like uh, 717. At the end of July uh, is my 60th birthday, and my wife are taking me to to Toronto to see Pink, which is the like the best 60th birthday present ever. And then uh, the rest of the year, um, not quite sure. Probably going to just take some day trips, uh, go back into New York City, uh, hang out. I'd love to go back into the city for Christmas again, but. Um, like I said, on the next episode, we're going to talk about traveling to New York City and probably what not to do. Hopping back over to Pink, you know that she does uh, like acrobats and stuff in her in her live shows. Yeah, I'm super excited. You're not allowed to attempt to recreate the acrobats when you get back to your hotel or your Airbnb after 
because I'm pretty sure there will be drinking involved during the show. I just want to say this here and now. So you hear me. <laughs> when you get back, you are not allowed to do any acrobatic rope work or, or whatever it's called, <laughs> you know, like in the, no, just feet on the ground. Okay. Well, you know, I'm kind of hoping that I have some responsible adults with me, <laughs> but yeah. they're going to be drinking well, too. Uh, yeah. All right. I can't promise. Um, maybe that day I will like wear shoes that don't have laces. So I don't trip over them and, um, you know, have a lanyard for my phone. <laughs> maybe not take an Uber. Yeah. I think just keep your feet on the ground or, or get it like a, one of those cruise arounds. <laughs> so you're, I don't think, you're I don't think you want from- me on a scooter. Okay. <laughs> if I've been drinking, you don't want me on a scooter. I have a hard enough time walking when I've been drinking let alone be on a scooter or in an Uber. Yeah, it's yeah. um that's going to be a great trip. But, you know, I what I can say is that I'm leaving my career on a very high note. I've accomplished so many amazing things. I've mentored hundreds of people within the company. I've made some amazing friends. And that's you know, that's a, a good message for everybody that's listening to this. One thing that somebody said is that, you know, they're not going to get to talk to me every week. You know what? Turn in every week and you're going to hear me. You're going to hear me laughing, talking about some really stupid shit. And if I can't laugh about that shit now, then when can I? You know, I learned a ton of lessons. I think the as a closing highlight for me was when I went to the customer conference, probably 2017, and I was up all night long and I was gambling and I won a shit ton of money. I won like $2,500 on a quarter slot. And as I went and cashed out and I came back and there were these old ladies that had been playing this machine forever and ever and ever. So I came back and I gave them a hundred dollars and I'm like, Hey, you know what? Use this hundred dollars. No, no sooner did they hit the jackpot. They won about $2,500 too. But then I got super ballsy and I'm like, Oh, let's go play the $50 craps table. So I won a shit ton of money at the craps table. Had to go work the booth that morning. I looked like hell. Like I had my sunglasses on. I didn't have a voice. I was exhausted. And I was leaving that same night. So I get to the airport and I'm like, oh, let's just play the slot machines. I won like over $1,000 in the airport. So I'm going home and I have like $5,000 on me. Stuffed in my bra, stuffed in my socks, because I couldn't get to an ATM machine. And I was a little afraid because when I landed, I knew I had to take a cab home. I get home and I'm like peeling money out of everywhere. I'm pulling it out of my bra, I got out of my socks. It was was really funny. And like people, when we were at the airport, they're like, get the fuck away from me. Because somebody had just played the machine that I was on. I walked over and like 10 minutes later, I was like... Bingo! One ton of money. Those are the memories that I'll hold forever. And, you know, thank God for my iPhone. I have all these pictures. So, I, like the what you said with the timeline, mm-hmm. I can do the timeline through my pictures and uh, put it up on my wall. I'm telling you. You've got to get it done. And when you, when you do it, take a picture and send it out to us. I will. On the same day that I'm day drinking. Because yeah. y'all are going to... Uh, send me back a text with a middle finger like have fun motherfuckers yeah i'm gonna go (laughs) to my fifth bar and it's 10 (laughs) a.m awesome 
I'm happy you're in a better headspace, T-Rex. It sounds like you've got a lot coming up. You know exactly where you're going to be finding you're happy after this. And like you said, you're not going too far 